This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance, backing America's beet and cane producers. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Progress on moving ahead with the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement could be threatened by a new round of tariffs President Donald Trump announced on Twitter last night. Trump says starting June 10th, a 5% tariff will be placed on goods coming from Mexico. The tariff will escalate 5% at the beginning of every month that follows. The White House says the tariffs will remain in place until Mexico takes satisfactory action on illegal immigration. The move comes after a Thursday action to send a statement of administrative action to Capitol Hill on the USMCA deal, starting the clock for congressional consideration of the agreement. Reaction from farm country has demonstrated concern over the proposal. National Pork Producers Council President David Herring says the trade issues with Mexico need to be resolved. Mexico is our largest export market. They've been great customers uh, to us. Uh, The pork producers uh, across the United States have suffered because of the tariffs that were we got retaliated from from Mexico. It actually cost our pork producers about 12 bucks a head and about $1.5 billion last year. So we're really looking hopeful to get everything back to a level playing field, get the trade channels open, and uh, I hope the president can get the differences worked out with the Mexicans. Herring says Mexico is an especially valuable market for pork producers. We sell about uh, 30% of the pork that's exported from the United States goes to Mexico, um, and over 40% of the hams. It's a huge ham market for our um, pork producers here in the United States. He says 2018 on paper was supposed to be a profitable year for the producers, but retaliatory tariffs ate into the bottom line and caused losses across the sector. For more on the subject, check out Bill Thompson's story on agripulse.com. With one day left to act, the Trump administration has finalized a regulation to allow summertime sales of E15. The Environmental Protection Agency had until June 1st to make the change and did so one day in advance. The move extends a regulatory waiver to E15 and increases disclosure requirements in the biofuel mandate compliance credit market. The move was cheered by those in the biofuel corner of the debate. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper says it was important to get the rule finalized before the summer driving season. Just under the under the gun here, we we, we got this rule out, um, and hopefully that it will give uh, retailers who are selling E15 the assurance to continue selling E15 through the summer months. And more important, we think it will uh, uh, attract new entrants into the marketplace and and bring a, a, a whole segment, a new segment of the retail sector. Uh, into the market and and have them offering E15 uh, very soon. Biofuel groups weren't the only side of the debate offering reaction. AgriPulse's Ben Nully spoke to the American Petroleum Institute about the news and has more. Besides allowing E15 year-round, the Environmental Protection Agency's rule also finalized two reforms to the renewable identification numbers market. American Petroleum Institute's Frank Macchiarola was pleased EPA walked back quite a bit with REN proposals. We don't support the proposal that was in the final rule on REN reform, but we think it's not as bad as the proposal because the proposal was much more comprehensive and frankly untested. They had a lot of proposals in there, I think five in total, that would have the potential for significant impact on the REN market. And our view from the start was they were offering up a solution for a perceived problem. One reform includes requiring public disclosure 
When RIN holdings exceed specified thresholds, the other specifies collecting additional data to improve market transparency and enhance EPA oversight. Our view was that the price volatility that EPA continued to reference throughout the process was really, throughout the last several years, was really attributable to actions of EPA itself and expectations of actions of EPA itself in both administrations, not any fundamental flaw with the market itself. On the E15 part of the rule, Macchiarola adds they plan to sue the agency. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Sugar Alliance. Fighting every day for America's no-cost sugar policy and the 142,000 farmers and workers it supports. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.